We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move up. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome in for another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. Welcome to 2023. Hey, welcome in. And we are here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Yes, sir. Like BJ said, welcome into 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're a little late, but I mean, Happy New Year nonetheless. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. And plenty of awesome things happening in the basketball world so far in this new year. It's been spectacular so far. Big time. You know, some things we haven't seen in a while. Some records. Some. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We, just, man, we, we got you, a lot to you, talk about. It's going to be the whole episode day. NBA. Yeah, it, if you got go back to just you know like just prior to the Christmas games, we've seen. I just I I don't think we've seen a better two to three weeks span of like individual performances than we've seen in the, across the NBA in the last two to three weeks, which is mind boggling. It is crazy the way things are going right now, and uh, the tide is turning in in some aspects of the NBA right now for some teams uh, in good ways. Some some in bad ways for some other teams, but uh, we'll get into some of that here. Uh, we will be talking about one of those teams, the LA Lakers, who it is getting good for uh, in one aspect right now. Uh, also talking about those Brooklyn Nets who are catching fire. They were dimmed a little bit last night, but scorching nonetheless. Uh, also going to get into that coveted MVP race. And we got to talk about whether this is the closest MVP race in NBA history or like spoiler within in the last, however long uh, we'll get there and an all time performance from a nice young player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. We're digging into all of it today. Ladies and gentlemen, BJ's best of course is on tap right after we start off a little bit of this NBA. What's on Drew's mind and with it or quit it. So uh, when that guy over there, Let's us know this that guy? he's ready. We're going to get it going. This guy? Right uh, here? Yeah, that one. Right yeah. Oh, all right. Well, enough dilly-dallying. Let's get it going, man. All right. Let's do this thing. Okay, so we're going to kick it off with the L.A. Lakers. You know, when you open the season, L.A. Lakers, so much turmoil, uh, trying to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Uh, what kind of unit do they have this year? They didn't pay Malik Monk. He's out in uh, – in Sacramento now, you know, they lost some guys. They brought in Lonnie Walker. We didn't know what the season was going to look like. LeBron in year 20, what do you expect from a player in year 20? But it is LeBron James, uh, Anthony Davis. Will he or will he not be healthy? So many questions for those Lakers coming in. And they did struggle for a bit. And then Anthony Davis got into MVP type form, doing some monstrous things, and that helped the Lakers uh, stay alive. And LeBron having the numbers that he's having this year, 29, 8, and 7, BJ, in year 20, uh, kept the Lakers afloat so far. They've had some injury bugs here and there. Uh, total LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I believe, have missed about, oh, man, I, I can't even get the total number of games. They've missed a lot of say, games. Ever since they 19, started 2-10, and 10, 
Washington. LeBron and Anthony Davis have combined to miss 19 games. 19. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, I was just, thinking about just, it. That sounded just like since a lot. They started two and ten. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. And they might have missed some games in that two and ten start too, if I'm yes. not mistaken. They they yeah. had like at least one or two each. Yeah. Felt so. like at least. Yeah, so that's a lot of missed games, but you know the Lakers have been able to get some wins. You know when LeBron and AD haven't been there, and when it's just been LeBron manning the ship. Uh, BJ, you got it up right there. Tell me what that Lakers record's been since they started two and ten. Yeah, absolutely. Ever since this is uh, going back to November twelfth, so this is when the Lakers were two and ten. Everybody was talking about, oh, you know, got to trade LeBron, get you know, blow it all up and start rebuilding from scratch. Lakers are tied for the fifth best record at 15 and 11 since then. Just a one half game behind the Dallas Mavericks, who've been really turning it on as of late at 16 and 11. The only three teams better than the Mavs and the Lakers in that span are the Pelicans at 18 and 8, the Nuggets at 16 and 9, and the Grizzlies at 15 and 9. Those are all Western Conference teams, not just across the NBA, but fifth best in the West, I should say. And with this emergence of the Lakers and their, their I say well play of late 15 11 with, you know, LeBron and AD missing 19 games in that span. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty nice. That's pretty good. That means pretty they've good. only played a combined seven games together, it looks like, they're, in that span. The Lakers are starting to figure it out, but they're not necessarily healthy enough to get it, you know, fully yeah. together at the moment. Mm-hmm. More than likely post All Star break. I mean, is that a good time to kick it on? Heck yeah! But absolutely, um, yeah. you know, you like to keep the rhythm going while you got it right here. But uh, someone else is helping out BJ Russell Westbrook off the bench. Um, yeah. In a recent game, we talk about LeBron and AD not playing. LeBron and AD both missed the game versus the Heat on Wednesday, and those Lakers mm-hmm. came out on top, one twelve, one hundred nine. Yeah, Westbrook had twenty one, eight and seven off the bench. BJ, I mean, setting some records for some off the bench stuff. Is he pretty much a shoe in for the Sixth Man of the Year at this point? Yeah, I mean, and it's just weird because you don't think about Russell Westbrook coming off the bench as as he's had to as as the Lakers have used him this year because he's still you know up there and, and can get you all kinds of points. And, and, you know, I mean, just the way he is as a player, you know, he, he comes in pretty close to, you know, a triple double when he's a starter out there and, and is able to get that. So coming off the bench and nearly putting up those kind of same numbers, like when he's a starter, I mean, there's not too many players out there that are coming off the bench that are remotely close to, to doing things like that or capable of doing things like that. So I wouldn't say shoe in yet because a lot can change. We've seen that very quickly change in, in the NBA, but right now it's, it's tough to see anybody coming back and, and taking that away from them at this point. Let's see. There are very few players that have been six man of the year and MVP in their careers. Those look like, I think it's just a couple, right? Uh, James Harden. Mm-hmm. And Bill Walton. Yeah. There's some other names um, on here and, who are a perennial six men, but the, yeah. only these two won an MVP as well. And uh, normally, what Russell Westbrook would join that exclusive list. And normally you do it the other way around. This would be Westbrook winning an MVP first and then winning a six man. Normally you kind of get into that six man role, you prove how valuable you can be, you win the six man of the year, and then you elevate your game up and, and get to that next level and become the MVP. This would be, you know, something 
you know, I, I mean, as many times as we said, you know, kind kind of unprecedented things that we're seeing in the NBA today, this would be, you know, no doubt something that we hadn't seen happen before. The way that Westbrook would do it, winning the MVP first and then the sixth man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think that he's about to do that. He's, he's got a really good chance. I mean, who's really mm-hmm. gonna who who's he in contention with for sixth man of the year right now? Um, Christian Wood's starting now, so I mean. I don't know if he's got enough games off the bench under uh, his belt to be considered in that now. Um, we'll have to see where Christian Wood's at with with his total number of games. Let's take a let's take a I look. I mean, I guess the the only ones that you can make the argument for, uh, you know, Tyler Harrow's the two time defending, but I don't know if he's going to be able to to get up there and, and usurp Russell Westbrook. Uh, maybe Jordan Poole. I know he's been starting him as a result yeah. of the Steph Curry injury. Poole is, is a fantastic pick for it. Um, maybe Lou Williams, but I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, I, I don't think it's, there's really anybody that you can make the argument for at this case, at this point. Outside of start 10 games at 35 so far. So he's probably theoretically still technically in consideration, yeah, but I think he would be. But, you know, these Lakers now have Dennis Schroeder putting up 32 in that game against the Heat and, you know, getting what they have from Westbrook off the bench, mm-hmm. uh, the help from Walker. And they're getting healthier as well. None getting some more minutes for them. And LeBron doing what he's doing in year 20. And once yeah. they get Anthony Davis back, which is I'm, – I'm not sure the exact timeline on that, but let's just say it's in and around the All-Star break. Uh, if you be an extra cautious and safe right after, I mean – a good time to you know get things clicking if uh if it if it works out like that for uh la but they're looking good right now bj they're looking good who else is looking good the brooklyn nets they went on a 12 game winning streak bj until they met the chicago bulls on wednesday but uh they're they're doing ridiculous stuff um i'm trying to remember these splits because i didn't find them on my phone but I'm, i'm remembering some of the some of the numbers KD during the 12 game win streak is averaging 50, 40, 90. And uh, Kyrie just short of that, I think uh, in one of those percentages, not sure which one, but both stars averaging, you know, over 25 a game during that span, uh, Brooklyn 12 and one in the last 13 games uh, in that 12 game win streak, as we said, but they're really going crazy. And Nick Claxton, BJ, uh, center for the Nets, he's really become a defensive cornerstone for them. And he's having a he's having a breakout season. I don't know if it was his haircut <laughs> or what, but uh, uh, probably not. Although if you look good, you play good. So maybe there is a yeah. little bit something to it. Uh, I find this interesting, Drew. Obviously, this is a just from a couple days before the the winning streak came to an end. This is from when they were still uh, on an eleven game winning streak. Uh, the Nets offense been firing on all cylinders offensive rating of 123.4 in that span uh, four points per 100 possessions clear of the Knicks who are in second place and the Knicks were doing pretty well they had a pretty I think a seven or eight game winning streak just before the the Nets started up their winning streak so you know the New York teams are, are doing pretty well as of late but you know we, we get you know you talk about Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving uh, as you rightfully should when you've got two superstars on that team, Drew. But I want to mention, you know, Ben Simmons actually has been playing very well. Oh, and, yeah, and has he's... finally come back to that level that we have expected from him and, and expected of him in Philadelphia. You know, a 16.3 net rating during the uh, winning streak that they just uh, wrapped up the other night. Yeah, Ben Simmons is starting to play well again. 
And uh, you're getting some production from your bench, too. Seth Curry's been playing well. He had 20-plus off the bench uh, in, in uh, one of their recent games. So, you know, if you got the other Curry brother out there, you know, playing well and being healthy because he started off the season a little bit injured as well, which is a part of their, their lack of depth early on. But, mm-hmm. you know, now they're looking good. Players are healthy, and the Nets are a force. And, you know, in, in power rankings right now, they've got, you know, go Nets are in the top three, you know, in the top echelon of – you know, where they think the best teams are in the NBA. And, you know, yeah. a lot of pe- most people are saying Nets right now, uh, just slight edge over the Nuggets. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. I mean, when we, we've known the past three or four years, even, you know, going back to when the the duo of, of Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving announced that they were going to be, uh, you know, going to Brooklyn. Uh, well, I guess Kevin Durant announcing that he was going to join Brooklyn and then them bringing in James Harden. We've known that this team, when everybody's fully healthy and, and you know, the talent's there for them to be the title contender, just for whatever reason, it, it hasn't gotten beyond that semifinal round this year. So that's kind of what remains to be seen. We know they've got the talent to do it. We know that Kevin Durant, you know, he, he has not gotten to that point, you know, one championship appearance outside of his runs in Golden State. And they, of course, lost to LeBron in the Heat in 2012. Yeah. But we know they've got the talent to do it. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of when we see them in the playoffs, can they, you know, have everything clicking in all gears at the right time? And can they make that run? That's the next step. And that's what remains to be seen. Yeah, we're going to have to see if they can uh, withstand it through the rest of the season into those playoffs. But um, I think they might be able to manage it. You know, they're looking really good. I'm not saying they're going to get another 12-game win streak going or mm-hmm. anything like that. But, you know, the ship is steady right now in Brooklyn. Jacques Vaughn, you know, his spot is secured and, you know, what they're doing. And they're an improved defensive team, uh, BJ, over the years. I mean, that's been kind of the complaint about Brooklyn. They had all these scores uh, and people could get uh, buckets, you know, Kyrie, KD, um, Joe Harris, you know, they talked about Patty Mills, Seth Curry, and, uh, you know, now they're playing good defense. I was talking about Nick Claxton earlier. I mean, he's getting votes for the, he's in the all-star voting. His name is in mm-hmm. the, in, in the polling so far. I mean, he's, yeah. not, he's probably not going to be an all-star, but he, he can definitely, uh, be an all defensive player this year. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, that's, that's big time when you've got a rim protector like Claxton, who's having a breakout season right now, when your team's playing the way they are. Uh, the Nets uh, looking really good. Yeah, isn't it amazing how, I mean, if you told us when we were talking about all the turmoil and drama that was going on, you know, at the beginning of our, our season three just a few weeks ago, it feels like. Obviously, it's it's been a little bit longer now. But when we were talking about Brooklyn and how much, you know, drama, controversy, we were they were in our show every week talk, being talked about for, for various different reasons. And now we're talking about them, but it's in a completely different manner. We're finally getting to talk about them and their performance on the court without all the extraneous, extreme, you know, uh, circumstances that were, you know, plaguing them off the court. It, it, it's, it's remarkable the turnaround that they've had here in just such a short time. Yeah, they really look like a happy group and, you know, like it's truly all behind them what was yeah. all going on they're all just playing ball now so yeah that's great and if they can keep the distractions out of there i mean who knows truly what brooklyn's ceiling is uh is it a cha- could they grab a championship this year for real for real yeah you know, i I, uh, I think that's always the ceiling when you've got as much talent as these guys have uh the, the question is you know will they be playing their best basketball at that point in the year 
And I think this will be the first time they'll be going into the playoffs with both KD and Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, didn't they have them both last well, year? I mean, yeah, not year? the whole season, but. And like in, he didn't. I don't think Kyrie played every game in the series they lost to the Bucks. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Now that you mentioned that, I don't know. I could it's be tripping. It, it's but, tough. But yeah, they're both playing premier basketball, and you know, if we can, we we're gonna love to watch it from a a fan perspective. Uh, lost affiliate in round two. There you go. Appreciate our chatters out there. Um, but yeah, Nets are Nets are looking awesome, and as long yeah. as they stay healthy, which is you know Kevin Durant not too long ago in his near MVP season that we were talking about previously mm-hmm. uh, last season, BJ getting hurt a little bit for a while and derailing things kind of for yeah. the Nets and putting them in a poor matchup position. Um, you know, if they can just stay healthy, it's you know mm-hmm. health is the name of the game. Usually, the mm-hmm. healthiest team at the end of the year, you know, the best healthiest team is the one that you know kind of takes yeah. it. So, you know, it's all yeah. about, you know, health for, for those guys. Uh, Absolutely. Down, I mean, it's down. just hard to believe that was just last season that they, they had, you know, KD was just balling out of his mind. And, I mean, you know, KD's name is still in the MVP race. We'll talk about that yep. here in, in just a bit. But it feels like there's so many good candidates that are above him that you were not really talking about him for that MVP conversation. Maybe we should start. It's pretty crazy. We might should start. But what we need to do really quick is – Step aside for BJ's best. Well, you know, Icy thinks he knows what my best is going to be this week. Wow, that's a, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's hope it pays off for him. Um, you know, I, I could go a lot of different ways with this. You know, I okay. I woke up Sunday morning, and it was 2023, and my TCU Warden Frogs were going to be playing for a national championship in just a few days. Mm. I thought about thought about making that uh, BJ's best. I really did. I'd made a game time decision, a late scratch, and I went a different route though. Um, Obviously drew. I know, you know, I know I see who is in their chat knows, and I'm sure unless you've just been, you know, not paying attention to any kind of news or sports this week, you're familiar with what happened on a national platform on Monday night football with just an, an, a normal freak accident that happened on a routine, normal football play to bill safety to Mar Hamlin. Um, and, and not to make light of that, I do want to say that, you know, one of the things that goes into BJ's best is how much he's recovered and, and how much he's progressing. You know, he's still not able to talk at this point, Drew, because they do still have him, uh, you know, have a breathing tube in him, but he is awake. He's alert. He's conscious. He's, you know, fully, you know, fully clicking up here mentally, um, which is, you know, just fantastic because when he hit the ground, he hit the ground hard and we were really worried about, uh, you know, potentially, you know, having some, some brain damage or a concussion, you know, how much, how long did he go without oxygen, you know, after he collapsed on the field, it looks like he is, you know, he's not suffering any kind of, you know, mental function loss or anything after that, which is fantastic. Um, so I, I just wanted to, I wanted to say that, but the reason I, I bring that up is just because BJ's best this week has to be the overwhelming support from fan bases, from people all over the country, all over the world that have donated to his charity and, and donated, you know, 
uh, to his toy drive that as of yesterday morning has now topped over $6 million. Uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, set this up back in 2020, Drew. I'm trying to make sure I don't uh, get this wrong because this is a very important thing to make sure to get right. Um, He set this up to purchase toys for children that were impacted by the pandemic. This was back when he was still at Pitt before he'd even been drafted into the NFL. Um, You know, and, and just the sheer selflessness that Hamlin did. And, and before Monday night, I don't know. I think I remember it was less than, you know, it was about a hundred thousand maybe or some, so um, like that it's now topped over $6 million and, and you're just seeing, you know, this is, this is truly a, you know, unprecedented situation uh, not just with the injury, but with, you know, everybody coming together and, and giving something back to, to someone who was, you know, ha- had such a horrible thing happen to him and, and just something that we're not accustomed to seeing. It It, it is truly inspiring to see what, um, you know, what it means, what, what the brotherhood of, of football means to, to this, this country and, and seeing, people giving back to someone they've never met probably will never meet. And, you know, it's not going to him. It's going to, you know, help those that are less fortunate, you know, getting, you know, toys for, for kids and everything. And it just, you know, it it is such a great thing to see this week with, with everything going on that, um, that the, you know, we, we've been able to see such an outpouring of, of love and support for this young man and for what he was, you know, what he's trying to do with, with that toy drive. Yeah, man, that was a crazy scene on, uh, on Monday night football. Mm-hmm. It was, it was kind of crazy. Like I was watching the game, you know, I watched him make the hit and stand yeah. up and adjust his helmet. And I look, I looked down, I looked away. So, uh, and then, you know, next thing I know, I look back up and, you know, he's on the ground. I thought, you know, I didn't, I didn't know who it was. I didn't, I didn't really notice it was him. I yeah. thought somebody was just down with a regular injury and, yeah. you know, I'm most of all just thankful for that Bills trainer because, you know, sometimes you can get off with conversation with people on the sidelines. Um, you could be looking somewhere else and not notice fast enough. But, yeah. I mean, you know, he was immediate, you know, realized how right serious the situation mm-hmm. was. And, you know, once I saw the replay on here when they showed it to us, I knew immediately how, how serious it was as well, uh, you know, yeah. as a uh, and uh, it's just remarkable how how fast they got out there and got everything done. It just, you know, my heart dropped when I when I saw the replay and just saw him fall because I mean, like yeah. people don't just like he was good. He made a tackle. He adjusted his helmet. And got he, up. He, he just took a tough out. couple steps and, you know, and went down. Cardiac yeah. arrest, and it's just, it was it was just scary. And like, I'm so <laughs> that's almost. You know, the reason I didn't go through with athletic training, because I, you know, in that moment, like, I'm so terrified, like, can I even do my job at this point? So, like, yeah. that's just even more, you know, just hats off to the to the trainer over there. I mean, he's, he's working for an NFL team. So, I mean, he's very confident in himself. But, yeah. you know, that's that's, you know, the most unique situation in football, you could probably say now at this point and. You know, he was on top of it, ready, and he saved yeah. this young man's life. Yeah, and, and, and you know, with something like that, it's not just, you know, getting out there, you know, quickly. Like, every second really mattered. Every um, second. It, and, it, yeah. 
Yeah, and the doctors were talking about if it were, if it weren't for the trainer recognizing immediately how mm-hmm. serious it was, like if he was checking for something else, like a regular normal, like hey, what's what's going on, and not realizing, yeah. like who knows, like we may not have Demar Hamlin, you know, yeah. right now. So, and we're just, I mean, we're unbelievably thankful that you know he is here, and it's just crazy yeah. because it was so scary, also to me, just because like he's so young too, he's twenty four, yeah. and you know we've lost a lot of young uh, people and a lot of young black men lately. And it would just, yeah. I don't know, it just would just shake the waves of the world and it just would be so uneasy, but it was just, it was yeah. a scary scene. And just, you know, just a lot of people I don't even see like I, that. I don't think probably regularly watch football like that, you know, maybe occasionally yeah. do and don't follow the sports like we do, you know, we're popping in on DeMar Hamlin, you yeah. know, and it was just, well, it, it was and, crazy to see the outpouring. It was, it was outstanding. And yeah, I'm, you know, this is this was a this was a situation where, you know, you've got millions of people watching because not only is it you know Monday Night Football, it's a great matchup between two playoff teams, two of the top three seeds in the AFC conference, um, two two teams that might meet again here in a few weeks in the postseason. You know, it's played the day after New Year's. A lot of people are still off and. And you know, kick, you know, about to go back to work the next day, and and want to, you know, they've been watching, you know, all the bowl games for college football all day long with, you know, like the two lanes of the world pulling off huge upsets over USC in the Cotton Bowl or or Penn State, you know, rising to the occasion and and winning the Rose Bowl for the Big Ten. You've been watching football all, you know, all week or, or all day, and you know, this is the this is the the cap on a fantastic day of action where your, your, your football fix is in because, you know, well, after, after this day, you've only got, you know, one more week of the regular season, then it's postseason for NFL. You've got one more game for the college ranks. And then you got to go until, you know, summertime before you even get like off season workouts beginning up, you know, and, and, and getting ready for that preseason. Um, so you know there was a lot of people that were watching just because they want you know football and to have that kind of happen in that magnitude of a game that early on it it's just you know completely unprecedented and and like you said it it really does show how seconds matter you know because they 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 show him making the play everything looks normal they cut away and then they cut back and you see him on the ground and they go to break and you think, well, we're, we're accustomed to this. I don't know what happened. We didn't see it uh, in a, in a moment, matter of moments, we'll be back and the game will resume. Well, you get back and there's a stretcher out there and you're like, Oh, okay. I guess this is a little bit more serious. Um, you know, they go to break again and, and another few minutes pass. And then the next thing you see, they come back and there's an ambulance on the field and you're like, Oh my God, this is serious. And then that's when we get the notice that he was that giving been CPR, doing CPR out there, yeah. and they had a defibrillator out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's... It was a scary situation, and I mean, you know, I I just kept hoping and praying. You know, I I didn't sleep well Monday night into Tuesday morning. I don't know if if you were any different. Um, I just was just dreading going to sleep and waking up and you know, hearing that, that it was, you know, the worst case scenario. And I am so thankful that the outpouring of love and support and prayers really did work in this case. And not only did, did they, were they able to get him the treatment he needed and, and he is, you know, recovering 
very well at this pace and there's still a long way to go, but the progress he's made is fantastic. It's phenomenal. And it should really go to show how much that means. I, I really think that this is, you know, one of the, the few times that we have seen such an, an outpouring of love and support and, you know, to see how much it, it means to the Bills community, how much it means to the football community. It, it's been a powerful, powerful thing. And I also want to commend the broadcasters who was who were put in an extremely tough spot, tough and awkward spot at that. You know, yeah. I know, heck, from a fan perspective, just watching them have to do it was pretty awkward. And, you know, the fact that, you know, Buck and Eggman had to pass it to the other studio. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, guys, I mean, you know, you got to be thinking in the Monday Night Football studio, like, well, if they don't know what to say, like, what are we about to say? You know what yeah, I'm saying? And, like, and who, wa- just- who wants to who wants to speculate at this point, not knowing anything? You're kind of just you know, waiting and holding your breath and waiting for more information. Like they, I think they did a fantastic job and they had to do it for an hour BJ because mm-hmm. they didn't cancel that games. I mean, it was no. over an hour. It was about an hour, 15 minutes or so yeah, before they, that they, they had to keep just, you know, dragging that thing along. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know there's no necessary plan for things like that, but it seems yeah. like ESPN didn't have any type of backup plan at all for the broadcast. I mean, yeah, I, I get, you know, the uniqueness of the situation and like no specific yeah. one for that scenario, but like there was, it was just take it to this studio, have this, make these guys feel awkward in the studio, having to talk about it for a while, then bounce it back to these guys to be awkward for a little while, bounce back yeah. to these guys and these guys. Yeah. And it's, well, it and, just... and it, yeah, you, there's really, I mean, you're in that situation, Drew. And I, I mean, I can, you know, I know there's a lot of logistics and I mean, we could spend, you know, we could do a whole, show probably just talking about this just because of i i think you and I both have had uh you know courses behind the scenes and in, in that you know the sport management kind of side of, of of things in our college days um but the thing about it is is you know when the injury first happens it's not something that you don't necessarily like normal injuries that obviously are not normal but have become normalized because of the sport, the nature, like if you break your leg or if if you have a concussion, there is a protocol in place to resume that game. Even after seeing something like that, mm-hmm. the normal protocol, especially for a, a lengthy injury like that, that takes a few minutes, gives both teams a period of, of five minutes to warm up. And when, you know, when they were able to get him off the field, that was kind of what kicked into gear because that's, you know, just for, a lengthy injury. It doesn't attain the fact that, you know, this young man, potentially his life is on the line. So, you know, they, both teams were like, yeah, we, we can't do this as distracting as that situation, not knowing how he is going to be. We, I, nobody's in the right headspace to, to play or coach in this game. Um, and so, you know, as a broadcaster, be, because of that, you're in a situation where until you're told something from the league and the league has to ascertain from the teams where they are, where their headspace is, how do you think that you can, you know, play tonight or what do we need to do? Then you're kind of in limbo waiting around uh, because until the game is officially postponed, suspended, canceled, whatever, it's NFL coverage. It's supposed to be, you're supposed to have a broadcast. And, and then, you know, 
I, I think it's better that ESPN kind of had the awkward shuffling back and forth because I, I know for me, it was very off-putting to see, you know, them talk about the injury and then they go to break and they show advertisements, you know, and, and I don't know about you, but I got so tired of hearing that Burger King ad that incessantly <laughs> seemed to play like every two or three ads during that time. So, I mean, that, that you, you, you're kind of six, one way, half dozen, the other, in terms of what you do, it's a no win situation, regardless of what you do. And it's kind of the fault of the NFL for taking so long to cancel or suspend the game. You know, it shouldn't have taken an hour, you Mm -hmm. know, an hour plus to cancel that game far too long to make the decision on that. Players obviously didn't want to play. Uh, Coaches obviously decided they weren't going to. Um, The hour I think was just a little bit lengthy and just, just a fact of, you know, with this whole situation, um, You've, you don't need to be put in that spot as a broadcaster. If the NFL yeah. just takes care of their business early, they don't have to go on and on for an hour like that and play those same old commercials. Cause I mean, we'd be having to do that, that same thing too. Like if we were on the radio, play the same old stinking ads, mm-hmm. you know, over and over and over. Yeah. Heck, I think it would be worse for a radio situation. So I can't even imagine what the radio broadcasts were like that whole time. Cause, yeah. Cause you, know, you going can't through show it, what, like the, you what can't the show it showing. and, you know, in some cases, you know, like our case, if it was high school, we can't say anything about it. Like mm-hmm. we got to I mean, there's got to be a backup plan for us in that scenario. Yeah. Um, and and then at that point, people know something's going on, like as far mm-hmm. as like an injury. Why else would we be, just be fiddle farting around for no reason in the middle of what the, the first quarter yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's just, uh, you know, I wish the broadcasters didn't have to get put in that position. The NFL canceled the game faster so they don't have to do that. Uh, yeah. You know, shout out to to Booger uh, in that situation, and everybody that everybody that had to deal with it. But it just it's yeah. just an awkward situation for any broadcast. I don't know how I would have been because I mean, it shook me up enough just to watch it and then to uh, have to me too. go on Absolutely. and on about it for and like imagine yeah. being Aikman or Buck right Buck, there yeah. and like being the ones there witnessing what just happened and then have to immediately you know yeah. figure out something to say to people like you don't even know what to say to yourself. Yeah, like we wouldn't even know like maybe even know what to say to each other, you know? So it's just yeah. a tremendous amount of pressure in an unprecedented situation. It's just, is it's, absolutely it's a lot for a lot of people. And absolutely. Uh, and, and, but, and not to play devil's advocate, but that, that sort of decision, it, it can't happen instantaneous. I know that there's a lot of criticism and some of it is justified. It does take time. I don't know if, you know, like I'm not behind the scenes. I can't, you know, speak for how long that would have taken to make that decision. But I know it's not a snap of the finger. You got to, you know, there are so many moving parts and, and everything like that with, you know, trying to get on the phone with both teams, both coaches, ascertain where they are. You know, I, I, I think it could have been made quicker than an hour, but again, I don't know. I I just know that it does take time and it it can't, it wasn't something that they could just instantly say, you know, we're, we're not playing the rest of this game tonight. There, there are so many people that you have to, you know, get input from and, and make the decision. And, and it's not just Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell ultimately has the final say. But, I mean, you know, if Roger Goodell wanted to cancel it, but the guys on the team, obviously this isn't the case, but if they wanted to still play and play for their teammate, but they wanted to, you know, wait like an hour or something like that, that that's just – it's something that takes time to get that all figured out. And we're definitely uh... – 
shout out to uh, Demar Hamlin making yeah. uh, consistent progress so far. Absolutely, as always excellent. Uh, another great BJ's best, ladies. No, and I appreciate that. I know it's a tough it's a tough subject, and and I mean I you know I I know we're both kind of you know a little bit you know feeling it in the in the throat and having to to address it, but I I just I I didn't want to allow the opportunity to pass without saying something, especially when talking about just the, you know, the kind hearts that have been heated up in, in support of, of supporting this young man and his, and his, uh, his efforts for, for kids. Yes, indeed. Uh, BJ, you got some games going on tonight, NBA season heating up. We talked about Lakers heating up Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of unknowns, tonight but what is known is that the Mavs and the Celtics are playing and I've got mm-hmm. the Mavs when I'm Ooh. looking to get in on the action I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA new customers like you can bet just five dollars pre-game money line on those Mavericks to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do Drew's going with an eighth straight win as much as I like his aggressiveness, Drew. I'm not touching this game. My best bet tonight is Denver. I've got Denver winning over the Clippers at home and going ahead and looking at Friday night's games. I think the Pelicans are going to give the Nets a second straight loss. Mm, uh, Pelicans yeah. without Zion? Yeah, I know. I, I like what wow, I've seen no from Zion, them. I know no they're, they're, yeah, they're a good team, though, even with all that being said. And then I'm looking at the other game. And it's very tough to say one way or the other. I think I have like Miami on the road as a one-point favorite in Phoenix. But anyway, whatever you want to do, there's a lot of NBA action going on. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Drew Harris, how you do it? You go to the DK Sportsbook app. You place a same-game parlay. Combine multiple bets like which team's going to win, the ones I already mentioned, Total number of boards. I mean, if you're expecting a triple-double from uh, Luka Doncic tonight, you want to put 10-plus rebounds from Luka in there and much, much more because the more legs you add, Drew, the bigger the boost you can get and the bigger your shot is to win big. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew, before we get back into talking about the MVP race, there's a lot of candidates. It's going to be an exciting conversation. But before we do that, Drew, what is on your mind for this edition, the first of 2023? Hmm. Well, BJ, it's been a bit since I've done a national something day Okay. for what's on Drew's mind. Do you know what All the right. national something is for today? No idea. It is National Bird Day. Bird? Okay. National Bird Day. My favorite bird right. is Larry. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> hey, it, it can also be Sue as well. Sue okay. Bird, yeah. Larry Bird, Absolutely. either one. Yeah. It's a W either way it goes. You got some. You got I a love couple it. Of, I love of it. Yeah. Re- both now retired legends. Legends the of their sport. Absolutely. That's right. But uh, yeah, National Bird Day uh, in the house. And you said your favorite 
bird is Larry Bird, but what's your favorite actual bird? Do you have one? Or um, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if people traditionally have these anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a big ornithological kind of guy. I know the word just because it's fun to say, but I, you know, I I think I've always felt if if I had to pick a bird, I've always felt a connection to the cardinal. Okay. I can't tell you why. I think it's maybe something that you know I. I it, you know, it just feels like, you know, like you're at peace when you see see a cardinal. Like it reminds you of somebody that you lost, at least to me. I don't know if that's something that you've had any experience with or anything like that, but. Can't say I have. Okay. Um, Let's see. Do I have a favorite bird? No, Do you have really. a favorite bird? Not really. Uh, An Oriole, a Blue Jay, a, uh, you know, a no, we don't like the blues is around here. We punch them in the face, right? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I don't know. No, I don't think so. No favorite bird. Mockingbird, I'll, maybe. I'll just, I'll just go with, I'll just go with Sue. I'll just go with Sue Bird. You know, <laughs> okay. like you do there. No right. actual bird. I'm not. I well, it. if I got, if I got to pick one, I'll just go cardinal with you. If I'm going birds, sounds fine. Going sounds birds. fine. Respect. Sue respect. Four-time champion, thirteen-time All-Star, five-time Olympic gold medalist, WNBA leader in assists, wins, and games played. Oh my lot! Heck of a choice, man. I mean, there's not too many better birds you can get. Hey, you can't get much better than that, Sue Bird, man. But yeah, January fifth is National Bird Day. Interesting. Uh, the majority of bird species, however, in the U.S. face a grim future in coming decades of an if, if environmental efforts such as mitigating climate change and decreasing habitat degradation, I hope I said that right, and yeah, loss are so. not implemented on a larger scale. Well, that's mm. bad news about the birds. I didn't want to read that. No. Well, that, I didn't that's, mean that. It's National Bird Day and we're going south. Man. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I mean, we we've enjoyed seeing the birds migrate south every year. I don't know if if you do, but I mean, like it always feels like when I'm doing you know holiday shopping, and you come out of the store and they're all just like perched on the the storefront or the, on the power lines or whatever. And it's just like, oh, they're already making their trip south. They just got here. Yeah, and we got. Let's see. In MLB, we got three teams with bird logos. Do you know those teams, BJ? Uh, Orioles, Blue Jays, and Cardinals. There you go. There you go. So some more National Bird Day stuff. You know what? I changed my mind. It's not a Cardinal. Uh, I'm going to go with a Parrot. Oh, okay. Down with a Parrot. I respect it. I thought about Owls, but I was like, nah. I see. This also says that Cardinals often are said to be reminders of relatives. So I, I didn't think I was too crazy. There you go. And remember... Big Bird from Sesame Street. Yes, our first, I absolutely our, the, do. The first, the first bird we ever loved. The big old yellow guy himself. I'm a big old yellow fluffy sucker. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not like a top ten bird list or anything. So it's just like, mm-hmm. hey, it's National Bird Day. That's really all this was. So, uh, so okay. yeah, it's National so, Bird National Day. National Bird Day. Day. Well, I was gonna say what if, if, since we since you you pointed out it's National Bird Day. Is there anything else of note about January 5th that it is National Something Else Day or anything like that? No, it is my niece's birthday, but that's about oh, it. Oh, wow. Well, that's interesting. Happy birthday to her. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, isn't, let's see, I just did a quick search. So, National Keto Day, Oh, National Keto Screenwriters Diet. Day. 
Screenwriters. All right. So if, if you've ever tried to write a screenplay, I guess I have this not. is your I, day. I have, I have not either. No, uh, I can't. Can't say that I'll be doing that anytime soon. Uh, it's it's very difficult. Oh, it's also National Whipped Cream Day. That, oh, uh, that oh. sounds sounds uh, like sounds like something that I would be celebrating. Maybe oh. get you get your bowl oh. of ice cream and. Oh. Okay. Well. Well, you go ahead there. <laughs> you you can have some too, man. Nope. Didn't sound like <laughs> I never you were sharing you at all. In, no. I never said yeah. you weren't invited over. But you didn't say I was. ice cream party, man. Right. No, I don't want your ice cream now. <laughs> now now it sounds like you just don't want to out of spite. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, I hope you're not this way in our next segment. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, what's on Drew's mind. Awesome. Well, birds of prey flock together and uh, birds uh, of a feather. No, birds of a feather may flock together, but birds of prey, prey. are the ones atop the NBA MVP ladder, Drew. Okay. I was trying I didn't to know where that was going. I was, trying, <laughs> I was trying to, if you'd give me a like, second to, <laughs> uh, I mean, there is, there are so many candidates right now, Drew, that you can make arguments for that have, you know, legitimate MVP hopes that, you know, that is a fair question. Is this the most difficult vote that if you were a voter to, you know, make a decision for the MVP race, how, how are you supposed to pick when you've seen some of the performances that we've seen? We talked last week, obviously, about what Luka Doncic did with his 60-point, 20-board tennis game against the Knicks in the overtime win. That was nearly, I'm not saying it was, it was nearly outdone just a couple nights ago, Drew, uh, with what Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers did. 70 points, crazy. 10 boards, 10 plus boards, and eight rebounds. He, he or 10 plus assists, I should say, not boards, um, and eight point. boards. He was so close to a 70-point triple-double, Drew. I yeah. mean, it's just... It's it's phenomenal. I mean, it, it got you know we, we we got some some instant reaction to what uh, Donovan Mitchell was able to do. Let's hear from his coach JB Bickershaft first, and then we'll hear from the man himself. But he was determined to show that you know this group and winning is the most important thing to him. Um, and I mean, I, you know, there's there's not enough words. I've never been witness to a performance like that live. Um, I think we've seen some of it on TV before, but we were treated tonight to, you know, one of the greatest performances um, in the history of the NBA. Greatest performances in the history of the NBA does feel maybe like an overstatement, but maybe not. I mean, you know, it's we I don't think we've seen, you know, anything remotely close to you know, a 70 point triple double other than what Luca was able to do just, you know, a few nights back last week. But, you know, if, if Mitchell had gotten two more boards, you'd have two weeks in a row where not just a 60 point triple double was done 60, 20, 10, but you'd have the first 70 point triple double in NBA, in NBA history. What was better? Luca 60, 21, 10 or Donovan Mitchell 71, 10, 8. Both dubs. Both overtime dubs. I think it's still Luca. I may be a little bit biased, but both both guys had to they 
both both teams really needed every single bit of what they got from their guys in order to get wins in their games. I still think that what Luca did is more impressive, Drew, because it was not going to matter for squat because they were down nine with 30 seconds to go until Luca willed them back quite literally, almost single-handedly. He did get an assist uh, on Dinwiddie's three that made it a one-point game, um, you know, with about 10 seconds to go. But it, it is tough to pick between the two. I, I, I still say what Luca did is a little bit more impressive, which doesn't take anything away from what Donovan Mitchell did. And let's kind of go through what these what these different players have been doing. Just Luka Doncic. You talk about mm-hmm. Luka. 60-21-10 game. You know, a couple of 50 burkers and just absolutely playing nuclear. The player of the month out of all this mm-hmm. craziness for the West. And uh, Here, here's, here's a stat for you, Drew, for what Luka did in that five-game span. You go from do it. His, his performance against Houston, I think, like the second or third game. It started like a five-game span where he had three 50-point outings, including the the 60-21-10. He's the first player in NBA history in a five-game span, Drew, to get 250 points, 50 boards, and 50 assists. I mean, you know, that's something we've never seen before. But it's almost like it might have been topped. Uh, We'll talk about who might have topped it here in just a minute, because we've also got a, uh, a clip to show for him, but... Uh, before we move on from what Mitchell did, I wanted to hear from uh, the man himself about his performance, if that's all right. In that kind of air. It's, it's, it's humbling. Um, you know, I, for, it's, it's, I don't, I'm speechless, to be honest with you when, you, when you say that. I think, you know, for me, not only did I do that, but I did it in an effort where we came back and won, and it's how we won. That's really what, for me, you know, was like, man, like this is, you know, Nuts, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm extremely blessed, you know, humbled that we I'm in that company, in that in that in that group. You know, I've always believed I can be, you know, one of the best players in this league, but I got to keep working. And this is just this is a big milestone. But at the end of the day, we got to continue to. Those guys have all won, you know, at the highest level, and that's my ultimate goal. But to be there in the record books with them is is truly incredible. So if you didn't see the on-screen graphic, uh, if you're listening here after the fact with us on uh, whatever platform you may get your podcast. There are three names, Drew, that are among the Cavaliers' all-time leading scorers. There, you know, five times it was done. Three by LeBron James, makes sense. Two, Two by, by Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Irving. Mm-hmm. But Donovan Mitchell outdid them all with his 71-point performance. The, uh, the LeBron and um, Kyrie, five different games where they all scored. 50 points or more in that in a Cavs game. Pretty crazy stuff from Donovan Mitchell, man. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen anything like that, man. He was on a, he was on a heater when he was in Dallas mm-hmm. uh, like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> he had like 29, like midway through the second and then he didn't shoot, but maybe a few times like through the third quarter and stuff or else he could have probably done it that night. He was, he was hot that night. I was Absolutely. like, he's, He's just flaming yeah. us. He's the whole reason we're losing this game. But uh, yeah. but yeah, no, he's he's an incredible player. They say he's D Wade two point oh. Um, what's Wade's career high? Fifty something maybe. I, he, I mean, Wade yeah, had I don't. At some I, point. I thought he got sixty one time, but I wouldn't yeah. know for sure. Um, we'll let's talk about the other candidates though, Drew. I mean, yeah, we were know, we we mentioned Luca, mm-hmm. and tough not to pick him. 
What about the two-time MVP, the reigning two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic? Yeah, I mean, tough not to pick him his, either. His Nuggets are top three in the power ranking, sitting at number two right now. He's got a top uh, seed in the West. I believe they're second now, or maybe they're tied for first or something. I don't know. Um, uh, they are tied for first with the first. Grizzlies after last night's performances. There you go. So he's gotten to two-time MVP. Has got his team in the best position that they've ever been in since he's been, you know, captain in that ship out there. The Nuggets have never been that high in the West, at mm-hmm. you know near the midway point of the season, and uh, they're playing big-time basketball. He's got everybody healthy now, and uh, you know, not too long ago he put up a 40-20-10 triple double. And, you know, he's putting up big numbers on the regular and, you know, having a better season, uh, more efficient than he did last year. BJ, is that that crazy to even say that the two-time MVP is even better than he was last year? No, it's not crazy to say. It's just absurd because, you know, there's so many great players and they're all having so many great performances that it, even though he's playing at a much better clip than he has the last two years, it doesn't feel like he's going to win a third straight. I mean, I just don't see unless everybody else kind of slips off and he stays consistent the like what you were talking about last week where, you know, they're they're going to give it to somebody else even if they shouldn't necessarily. So that the same player doesn't win, you know, more than twice in a row. Like what we were talking about LeBron had what should have five in a row, six in a row or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it should have been five in a row. Five in a row, yeah. I I don't think that they're going to want that kind of you know, necessarily allow that to to happen. I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. Um, and there's so many candidates. It's it's going to take a but, lot, I think, for for him to but, to get it for a third straight time. But BJ, think about some of these things. Like we said, number tied for number one in the West right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not not necessarily career, what the only factor that goes into it. Career high field goal percentage this mm-hmm. year, sixty one and a half. Yeah, thirty five percent from three. Mm-hmm. 81 from the line and he's half an assist short of averaging a triple double like how could you deny a back-to-back mvp who got even better and is now averaging those triple doubles he gets infrequently but now i guess more frequently and i don't know i mean like there's a lot of other big time talent but like the two-time mvp got better so you're basically saying if somebody or so anybody saying who isn't picking Jokic is that the player that beats him out is unequivocally the best player in the world immediately because he's he's playing really well. I mean, it's well, just like no, no. I, I get what you're saying that it's unrealistic to give a three P. Like if LeBron yeah. didn't get it, how could and Giannis didn't get it? Why would Jokic get it? Doesn't yeah. make sense. But yeah. I mean, I, he's doing enough to be like, man. I don't know, but when it comes down to the voting and all these big time players that we've got, this shuffle of like five right now, mm-hmm. at least, um, the voters are just going to end up picking their favorite player. I think at the end of the day, so it's very possible. It's yeah. very possible. It, it doesn't feel like there's a consensus right now. Yeah. Even you look at the MVP, NBA MVP ladder, they're kind of stumped because they're you know they go on a week by week basis, and then so much changes in a week that it just completely mm-hmm. gets flipped on its head. I mean, you know. Drew, we haven't even talked about, you know, and I've got a video clip to support this, but, you know, you, you said how can you, you know, make an argument for, or, you know, against Nikola Jokic. Well, has Nikola Jokic put up 
200 plus points, 80 plus rebounds, and 30 plus assists over his last five games? No. Nobody else has done that other than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis has done this in a five-game span. 30 points, 21 boards, 10 assists. 55 points, 10 boards, 7 assists. 43 points, 20 boards, 5 assists. 45, 22, and 7. And 27, 9, and 3. The first player since Kareem 50 years ago in 1972 to drop 200-plus points, 80 boards, and 30 assists in a five-game span. How can you make an argument against what he's done? He did it so quietly. Um, I don't know. Yeah. The, the Bucks aren't winning as much anymore. And that, unlike any little factor that you can get to discount these players at this point is what it's going to end up being. So, like, where everybody stacks up, I mean, like, you know, Giannis is putting up these historic numbers. He's a two-time MVP as well, but his Bucks are dropping down a little bit and getting surpassed by the Nets of the world. You know, KD, you know, depending yeah. on where his numbers are, he could have a better case because he's led his team past Giannis. I mean, I don't know. It's just the smallest thing can can boot them out of the way. But, you know, Giannis is having an incredible run right now, yeah. and it's, it's happened so quietly. It's yeah. the craziest part, and he's, he's, his play is so loud, too. That's, that's the craziest yeah. part about it. Well, I was just saying, I mean, we, we just watch some of these highlights here from his last five games and tell me that this is not a guy that's making an argument for MVP. From the finals loss, Brown told me that it was embarrassing for him, and Tatum agreed, but he added that he knows that all of the greats, they have gone through some sort of adversity as Giannis throws it down. He referenced Kobe and the Pistons. The one and two teams in the NBA in terms of overall records. There's Giannis with the foul line jumper. He has been knocking that down with consistency. From three-point territory. Isolated look from the top of the key. The throw down by Giannis onto the Oh my goodness. Has got to step up and make shots. He wins the jump ball against Vucevic. And feeding Pat Lopez the alley oop, and the Bucks take the lead. Javon Carter leading the break, feeds Giannis. Spin move, Giannis off the glass, gets it to drop. His first and one of the night. He's got three fouls that he picked up in the first half, so we don't need him to pick up another. Giannis with the back down. Giannis away! Boy, he's something! To Porzingis, eight points here to begin with. Giannis with the take. Uh-oh, look out. No showtime. What you got, Giannis? For showing on that last possession. That's what competing is all about. Giannis pacing. I think he likes me less, so. <laughs> what a fine Giannis to Lopez with his seeing eye goggles on. Giannis touches the paint, sprays it out. Allen got it. Butter. At Man. this point, the league just needs to get a hat and put all five candidates' names in it, and everybody just go in there and draw one each time. Everybody everybody do a different drawing. and be like, oh, you got Luca. Oh, you got Giannis. That seems fair. No argument there. Oh, okay. Oh, Tatum. Oh, and that's where we're going next. Jason Tatum playing some incredible basketball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we begin as we continue talking about players. You know, we get to uh, just as good of defenders the more we talk, you know, into Giannis that – uh, and his defensive play, his two-way play. Tatum also a two-way player leading his Celtics. And, uh, you know, they're right back in the rankings of top the NBA. They were uh, number one last week. They're sitting at number three in overall. 
rankings right now uh, are top three still, but mm-hmm. in the third, the ones I'm looking at, uh, they're 26 and 12, and uh, it's just a matter of time for the Celtics to, you know, be in position to try and get back to where they were last year, and that's the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's getting healthier for their team as well, and you know, Jason Tatum is just looking like it's it could be his year too i mean just like everyone else i mean he's right there in the thick of things but i don't know if he's necessarily in the you know the if you break it down to a top three i don't know if tatum's in that right now but i I don't know he is i think he is i mean i know it's we've had okay those three that we just mentioned then who do you bump out and put tatum in for i mean i that's what i'm trying to decide I, i think out of the three even though it feels bad to say Jokic, I, I mean, I'm, I know, I know it sounds bad, Number but in the West, almost averaging a triple double. Well, that's what I'm saying that. though, is that there's more to an MVP than just being the best player on the best team. That's my problem with a lot of this. You know, when we're talking about the best player, it should not be the best player on the best team. If you're having a fantastic season, even if your team is down in the cellar, stinking up the place and, you know, not paying rent or anything like that. Does that mean that they're not a valuable player, that they are single-handedly almost responsible for what's giving their team even a glimmer of hope? I mean, Amen. that's how do we evaluate, you know, MVP? There are so many different options. It, it's I'm with you, yeah. but I just try to There's go so off of it based off how I know the NBA is going to do it. Yeah. And you okay. know, we, we know how we would like to do it and how it should be, but – we know they're going best player, best team. So they, like, they, yeah, that's what they, I was saying about like, if it ends the season where the Nuggets are the number one seed and the Bucks are like the number three, you know, Jokic, if he doesn't win it, he could finish two in that race and Giannis be three just because of that small reason that somebody could find to put them above each other. Yeah. Like, cause they're both having a historic season. It's like, man, who do you can't really go wrong with either, you know, yeah. Luka, Jokic, Giannis, Tatum, and, here we come to talk about next Kevin Durant, who's yeah. brought his nets that we mentioned earlier. Him and Kyrie brought up the nets yeah. into first in the East right now. 12 mm-hmm. wins out of the last 13 games, 12 game winning streak, 50, 40, 90 season. He could do it again. Yeah. And he's what he's averaging 30 a game in the streak for sure. Yeah. Um, and he just can't be stopped right now. And yeah. it's, it's quietly happening yeah, too. I was and say, as much like, as I mean, a 12 game win streak isn't quiet, but yeah. Kevin Durant quietly averaging 30 on a 50, 40, 90 within it is, is kind of crazy. And it's just like, it's only swept under the rug because, you know, so many players are playing so well this season, but you know, KD that, is right that, in the thick of it again. Cause yeah. last year when he was healthy, he was a top two, right? With mm-hmm. you know Jokic, we had him above MB, uh, Embiid, and you know other players like that. So yeah, you know, the uh, best version of Kevin Durant is always in the thick of things. Yeah, and I, I think that that's kind of what's kind of hurting his candidacy right now. We're so used to this kind of play from him and expecting that that he doesn't really kind of cross your mind as a candidate, even though he absolutely should be, just because like, oh, that's just what Kevin Durant does. That's just the level he's always playing at. You know. You know, and, and when you're playing on a team when you've got two superstars, I mean, especially you brought up Kyrie, and, and we'll play this here in just a second as soon as you're ready. Uh, I mean, when you've got superstars on a team, you know, can you really make the argument that he's the most valuable player when you've got a team of superstars? Like, you know, with, 
with KD, Kyrie, and and even Ben Simmons, who's upped his levels and everything like that. That's maybe where he, he kind of gets a little bit lost in the shuffle, in my opinion. Play that clip. Okay, I will. Now it's Irving with 10 to shoot. That's a built the lead back to 17. Watanabe, spin, fend off, jumper. Just brought the house down here in Brooklyn. My goodness, look at that bench. I'm not sure this crowd is going to recover. That's that's one of the better reactions I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. uh, Dunk in there. Perfect, perfect call reaction. Perfect bench reaction. All the players, everything. And Watanabe on the court like, yo, did he just do that? But you know, uh, the, here's a here's a fantastic question: Is this game just getting easier for these players? I mean, that is a very fair thing that you can ask with with how many you know historic performances we are seeing. Uh, you know, is, is it something that it, it, they're playing at such a high level because it's coming easy, for them? or are we just kind of you know are we seeing so many great players? You know, I mean, we've always had great players throughout the years in every season of the league, but it feels like we might have even more than ever before. I think probably what's more so happening, not that the game is necessarily getting easier, which I mean, I think for every player getting more experience of years in the NBA, the game gets easier. So Mm -hmm. um, for, it gets easier for everybody every year, probably. Um, Where's I going with that? Um, (laughs) um, It's not getting easier for the players. Oh man. Dang. I had it. But it's... Oh, I know it was on the tip of my tongue. I was there. Um, oh man, brain fart. Oh, Give me man, the BJ. worst time too. Uh, no. I mean, here, here's I think you know it's it's funny because you know we got Tatum and Luca oh, going. Oh, got it. Okay, so I think it's the fact that like the defenders aren't as good as they used to be. Like when you look at the all defensive teams, like the only one you see that's like where you like have threats defensively most of the time is the first team. Like you usually mm-hmm. have the Giannis on it, uh, a Kawhi on it, a Draymond, like previous defensive players of the year. But like the rest of the all defensive team is, I think people that can be, I, I don't know. It just, I feel like we had better defense back. I mean, I know players are getting better. The game is getting easier as players get you know older in the league. But like, yeah. you know, should we be having this race as close as it is right now? Like, because it's is, probably been at least since I want to say oh nine since something was close like this. If I can yeah. think of one off the top of my head, you know that was a LeBron, Kobe, D Wade, Chris Paul, and uh, you know like Melo and whoever fighting for it like yeah. that. Yeah, and and I mean you you bring up a fair point with that. You know, like the first team only being really the scary defensive team. Defense isn't as much of a priority anymore. I it's mean. Not. It, it's not really to the not. playoffs. It's not yeah, to the that's, playoffs. Yeah, that's that's what kind of where I, I think a little bit why we're seeing some of these historic performances is because there's not as much focus. I mean, you're not playing defense the way that you played defense in the NBA 30, 30 years ago. I mean, you know, the the era that you know Barkley and and you know Carl Malone and and you know Michael Jordan and all those guys played in defensively, they were getting away with so much more and, and it was just you know, a more physical game. You weren't going out, kicking out for the, the open three as much. You know, it was a different way of, of playing. Now that this, the court is more spaced out, 
you know, you're, you're really not seeing as much emphasis on it because there's, you know, you kind of just have to say, all right, you're going to take a low percentage shot. And if you make it hats off to you, if you don't, then we'll get a chance to go down the court and run our offense. There's no bully inside intimidation, you know, kind of, you know, you got to earn your two points or earn your basket. There, there is still some of it, but not nearly as much as what we used to see. And because of the three point era that we're in now, you know, a lot of outside shooting, and, uh, you know, if you got guys like Curry just knocking down outside shots, I mean, they're just going to mm-hmm. Curry and Clay Thompson and, you know, thing, guys of that nature, Damian Lillard, just yeah. knocking down things on the outside. Like it's not, I mean, like it's not it's a not whole lot you can do when people are shooting from 40, you know, and mm-hmm. knocking it down. Um, so that that's part of the gap in it right there where it feels like it's, you know, people are doing more historic things like, you know, like the Derrick Rose MVP season seems like a regular NBA player these days. You know, Derrick Rose is like 25. I don't know, five and five or something, you know, players Mm -hmm. are getting that on a regular basis these days. Uh, You know, his numbers were kind of average compared to what we're looking at now. And like, it's because of that lack of defense and seriousness in the regular season. I think they made, did they make a new award for the regular season? Like the most wins? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's a similar to whatever the commissioner's trophy or or whatnot. Small way to try and incentivize the regular season, I guess, but it's Mm -hmm. still always ultimately about the playoffs and what you do there. Cause like you obviously see coaches scheme and game plan different in a seven game series as opposed, as opposed to a two game road trip. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. Here's, here's what I'll say with Luca and and Tatum going head to head, you know, whoever loses Giannis goes above them because right now it's Jokic. Luca Tate or Luca Tatum flip flop, you know, whoever loses can go above and, and then Giannis can slide up to three. I mean, there's, you know, like, like we've talked about, there's legitimately five to eight guys who could be in the MV, MVP race right, race right now. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, we didn't even mention Joel Embiid. Yeah. Know? And, and the Sixers, he's leading right now. I mean, Joel Embiid, you know, kind of taking the short end of the stick the past couple of years due to his lack yeah. of games that he's been able to play. I mean, who knows? Jokic may not even be a two-time MVP if, you know, Embiid play, you know, a little bit more games the past yeah. couple of seasons. Because, you know, at times people had Embiid in the front. And then when he when he had the injury, I think it was the first time around in uh, 2020 and 2021, Mm-hmm. When he missed, like, I don't know, 20 games or something or a good span that just had him out. And then Jokic just ran away with it. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of what hurts things. But Embiid's playing well right now. I mean, still doing what he's been doing the past couple of years. Um, but, you know, Mitchell, that's, cracked that's, the, Mitchell cracked the top 10 before a 71 point performance. He's right there on the outskirts as well. I mean, oh, yeah. Don Mitchell think, in it with the Cavs, yeah. you know. So I think, I think before injuries happened, Zion Williamson was up there, John Morant. Obviously, yeah. kind of in that same same scenario as well. And if Curry comes back nice and healthy, there was a report that he's going to try and be back like next week. He said uh, he's, you know, he's, he's pretty close to work. about that timetable. Yeah, so it hasn't been long enough to where I mean, you can completely exclude Seth Curry if he comes back in yeah. a good rhythm. You know, he was he was on a really uh, historic year for he was on a really nice year for himself. Um, and if he, he can come back and help the Warriors right the ship on the road side of things, mm-hmm. Golden State could be poised to repeat if they just I mean, get the rhythm. I mean, they all they yeah. need is playoffs too, and they'll yeah. have a healthy Curry by then. And Clay's on yeah. here right now. Oh man, uh, it, it's they, it, it's, it's, it's amazing the run that the Warriors have been on. It, it's like they just took 
only their third home loss of the year just last night. And I mean, it, they've been just mind bogglingly absurd at home this year. And, and it just, you know, they, they've had some all time classics, the, the game against the Hawks that come on Looney put the tip back in with, with less than a second to go in double overtime. It just, yeah, that was you know, <laughs> they're just, there's something about, you know, the, the chase arena or whatever that, you know, for whatever reason, they're they're not losing at home. They they can't figure it out for whatever reason on the road seemingly. But it, you know, asking if they get somehow if they get in back in the postseason and they're a high seed, watch out. Yeah, and uh, Ice in the chat saying uh, he wished they'd look at it more as doing more with less because with mm-hmm. that Donovan Mitchell has kind of led this Cavs team to fourth in the East thus far. Yeah. yeah um, you know, that's kind of how we were talking about, it. you know, mm-hmm. NBA looks at it different, just kind of best player, best team. They don't look at the actual yeah. most valuable part of and, it. And he, he made, he made, way. he made the funny points. Like, so this award is the Heisman, which is kind of, if you follow college football, it's yeah. essentially is the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jordan pull for six man. I think Russ has got a better case. Um, Those are my top two Jordan, right now. I don't know. Um, Jordan Poole, how many games has he started compared to Russ? I don't know. See where I have, he's to, at on I have that. to look. But, but no, I mean, it's probably, you know, a two-man race right now. Jordan Poole, Russell Westbrook. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't really go wrong either way. Uh, Russell's been quite the impact, you know. Jordan, you know, doing quite a bit himself. His his jump from, you know, being like G League third team, was it, to, you know, knocking down 40 balls in the NBA is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. And, the more I see Jordan Poole play, I, and it explains why they're such good friends. <laughs> Him and Enrique, uh, they've they've got a similar way they go about their their play. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'll, I'll see if she approves of that, but yeah, I definitely see some of uh, some of their games in each other. Not the exact same player, of course, but definitely see a a resemblance. In the so let's see. So Jordan Poole this season. How many starts has he made? Uh, I'm trying to see if I can. Uh, he start. He started 20 so far of the 39, uh, and then for uh, Russell Westbrook, if I can find that real quick here. Uh, just give me a second. I got if you, you if, Yeah, if you find it, it, you find it. Go ahead and input. Yeah, he's only started three games out of 35. All right. So yeah, I, I mean. With Poole starting twenty, it feels like that may be too many for for him to be in. Yeah, he's he's at a, he's started about half the game so far, yes. and yeah. he'll be starting you know for another quite week. a few more until Curry comes back. Yeah, I don't. They'll probably put him back in the bench role to utilize him as that flamethrower off the bench. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be such an excellent story too to go back and for Russ to get six man after you know, everything that he's gone through the past few years, just kind of shuffling from team to team and all the, the, the hate that's come his way over the years. But uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun for these races uh, down the stretch for sure. Um, Absolutely. And now BJ, uh, it's time for with it, quit it. That's right, Drew. It's a brand new year and it's a brand new edition of with it or quit it. We're back on a normal schedule where, you know, this week and next week, Drew, I am in charge of the question keeping, and I will be asking you five questions, and you have to tell me if you are with these questions, if you're in the affirmative, is apparently, or if you're going to quit them and say, no, get that out of here. So without further ado, Drew, are you ready? I can do that. I'm ready. 
All right, number one. Before the end of the NBA season, as many individual performances that we've seen that are just mind-boggling, someone's going to close in on what Kobe did in 06. Somebody's going to come close to getting that 81-point mark. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it that somebody before the end of this season, not saying they're going to top it, they're going to come close to 81 in a game? They already did. So you're already saying that Mitchell 71 closes in. I'm saying even closer than that. No. All right. Quit it. Quit it. So well, about 71 it. is about 71 is pretty crazy. I mean, you haven't had yeah. – it's been, what, what is it, 14 years since Kobe did that? Yeah, about yeah, – Yeah, it's 14, 15, 15 years. 15, yeah. It'll probably be another five till we get another 70 ball. I don't know. Didn't, 70 didn't, would have to be like double OT unless, you know, Luca was – that's all Luca was doing was shooting because if he's doing Luca stuff, he's going to have a triple-double with it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. Over 71 would be insane. Like, didn't didn't Booker get over 71? He got no, he got 70. 70 on the dot, right right at 70. And that was that was years ago. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it wasn't that long ago, but (laughs) oh well. So so I guess I got to take that back. It's only been like two or three years since somebody's gotten that close to. I don't know, man. Um, Yeah, this season, I'm gonna say, I'm I'm gonna stay with quit it though. All right. I respect it. And I thought that it would be one that would uh, definitely get you thinking. So, all right. Oh, yeah. Number two. A lot of good options pizza-wise. Oh, man. Question is, no one out pizzas the hut, or do they? When you go get a slice of pizza or you get a fresh pie, you choose to go to Domino's instead. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? Quit it. Pizza Inn. Pizza Inn is the superior pizza place. Just want to let you know of all the places. Okay, but that's not as far as like a a normal pizza chain. Well, like I like to go to Blaze Pizza. Shout out LeBron James Mm -hmm. for their for their pizza out there. But like as far as like you know, you're ordering pizza in your normal town, and you got options: Pizza Hut, Domino's, uh, Little Caesars, and all that. It's Pizza Inn for me. Okay, Pizza Inn just. It's always hit. It, it was my first job, actually, but that's not the reason why. But I, mm-hmm. I know it smacks. I've been eating it for a while. Like I know this is the superior pizza. It's just it's where it's at. Pizza in out, pizza the hut. Pizza in out, pizza the hut. Not Domino's, right. not Little Caesars, but pizza. So okay. quit it. All right, two for two with the quit it so far. No, I didn't. Is, I didn't. I didn't write this. Doing here. I didn't write this for any one way or the other. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, Drew, number three. So, we talked about Damar Hamlin earlier during BJ's Best. Some of the, you know, extraneous circumstances is what to do with the remainder of that Bills Bengals game, as important as it was for the postseason. So, Drew, the NFL should push back the postseason week and play the remainder of that game with Damar Hamlin's recovery progress looking as good as it has been here the past couple days. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it? What do you think they should do? Quit it. No, forget that game. Forget Don't that play game. it at all? I haven't won. I didn't win the fantasy championship this year anyway, so it's not like it matters. Forget that <laughs> game. Just I heard they were end up going to probably end up going by record or something, mm-hmm. but just do that. Just do that. That's okay. Yeah, I lost. Because if I would have started Leonard Fournette the week before instead of Christian Kirk, who hasn't been able to 
be as productive because Zay Jones has come on. Shame mm-hmm. on me for starting Christian Kirk. But I didn't think Leonard Fournette would be the entire like receiving game that week. Literally, yeah. he was it like Godwin didn't hardly get anything to help me out. Mm-hmm. Like maybe ten points. Like what's that? But Leonard Fournette had twenty and a half on my bench, and oh. I needed fourteen more to win. Yeah, I'm 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 in and the fantasy championship this week, uh, the past two weeks, and I had Daniel Jones on the bench. I started Justin Fields against the Lions because the Lions have the worst passing defense in the league, and oh, and then he got hurt. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful that I can still win. I mean, my opponent has Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs, so you know, I'm not I'm I'm not saying that because I want you know I I want to see that game. I don't want to you know I don't want to lose a fantasy championship. But I still want to see that game played. But yeah, I, I'm not up, upset with whatever they decide to do. So yeah, um, but no, I would have, I would have probably won this week. I mean, depending on the results of that game, actually, and mm-hmm. how many points, uh, you know, the person in the championship game would get, because he's projected to actually like get two points more than me. But like, you never mm-hmm. know what could happen. Yeah. Josh Allen have a little bit less good of a game, or that defensive, uh, that uh, I think he's got, I think he, wait no kicker or a defenseman some other little player that doesn't get his projected or whatever just by a hair you know that could be like you know what if i'd have started Leonard fournette last week i'd be a back-to-back fantasy football champion but here we are i'm third place in the next year this yeah. year so whatever. I, I finished third in my paid league i'm hoping to win my first ever fantasy championship in my other league i'll report back next week and we'll see how it goes all so. right first ever hope you get it dog i do too i do too number four I'm hoping this might be the one because I don't know about number five. If, if you don't, if you say quit at number four, we really should get our uh, alarm getting ready. So. Oh, man. Number four, Drew. I know you've been one to play some card games in the past. Yeah. You know, would you say your favorite is, or the one that you play the most often, is Texas Hold'em? Quit it or quit it? Quit it. Um it's actually blackjack oh okay <laughs> wrong with that nothing wrong with that oh shoot four quid it ah goodness well you're either going to go quit it because you're being logical with this one or you're going to ah! say you're going to say with it because you want you're going to pick with your heart i'm going to be an honest answer here honest answer all right, all right. number five drew monday night in sofi stadium you're going to go with the underdog TCU Horn Frogs to take down Georgia to win the national championship. Oh! <laughs> or quit it. <laughs> oh. oh man! Wow. Are we gonna start the new year off the inverse of what we ended the old year off with? I don't know why my voice got so high there. Mm. <laughs> You're not going to hurt my feelings, whatever you answer. Just, you said it, answer honestly. Quit it. <laughs> Georgia well, ladies back to and back. gentlemen. Georgia back to back. They shouldn't even be there. Well, that well, well, now, now you're going after my feelings. Hey, that... I'm not talking about TCU. I'm talking about Georgia shouldn't be there. Oh, that okay. horrible kick from Ohio State at the end of that game. I was like, what? 
not even, oh my yeah. God, did a third grader kick that? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, they should be at home right now. They're lucky enough to be there, and I think they're going to play their butts off and go back to back. So, mm. five straight quidditch for me. My goodness. This, we, I know we've had five straight with us. Have we, this is our, is this our first five for five quidditch, Drew? It might be. We have to we'll have to check the check the books. We'll have for to that. check the tape. <laughs> yeah, I think it is though. Oh, and I'm the I'm the God. first to get both of them. Wow, <sighs> I didn't even do that intentionally, <sighs> Drew. I, I'm I'm being honest with you. I did not write that yeah. so that you'd go five for five one way or the other. Man, and I didn't. I wasn't doing that on purpose. I was like, man, I actually don't think TCU will win it. Yeah. So I mean, here hey. we go. <laughs> I see in the chat says that was a great kick. Hold up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh uh, man. <laughs> heck yeah. Well, all right, Drew. History back to back weeks with a with it five for five and then a quit it five for five. Crazy. Pretty pretty crazy. About as crazy as this this semifinal games last Saturday. But you know, Drew, my frogs are in it and I haven't done it yet. Kind of waiting, holding it out, see what happens Monday night. But I'm going to get some fantasy or I'm going to get some football merch from Fanatics after what I saw last Saturday. And right now, Drew, if you are looking for some new apparel, maybe you want to get yourself a jersey from whoever wins on Monday night. You get 65% off, up to 65% off site-wide at Fanatics right now. By using promo code FRIGID, that is good for the remainder of Thursday. I'm sure they'll have another coupon in store for this weekend. Lots of great deals at Fanatics. Any kind of bowl merch, Fiesta, you know, sugar, peach, cotton. Maybe you're Tulane supporter. Tulane with a big upset win over USC. You can find all kinds of college merch. Maybe they've got something special for, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell's 70-point performance, Lucas 60-21-10. Um, you know, I've got uh, just on the shelf over there, I got a, uh, a Christmas gift, a new Mavs jersey that I'll be wearing hey, when I go I to uh, when I go see the Mavs here in a couple weeks. So There you go. So, yeah, uh, you want anything you want to look for, Fanatics, you know where to go to the link in our description. Click that and uh, get you some merch and the uh you know you get yourself a, a good discount too by going to fanatics what's on store what's on tap over at t public or anything good this week t public the usual you know up to 35 percent off site wide and you know when those sales go off you get free shipping on 80 plus dollars on your order so mm-hmm. you know just get a total on your on your cart worth 80 bucks that shipping is free afterwards you can get shirts hoodies t-shirts long sleeves coffee mugs tote bags you know you name it we've got some things for you so i just i just washed my pillowcase to uh you know with the with the lowdown logo on it so there you go i got my pillows over there nice and Nice and firm. They're good pillows. Excellent pillows. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent travel pillows for anybody on the road. Mm-hmm. You want to listen to the lowdown and sleep on it too? Get that. Get yeah. that <laughs> Man, I mean, you, you got a lot. A lot of, if I'm going to make that road trip over to LA, I'm going to need a lot of uh, lowdown pods to listen to. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. But make sure you get over there and get your merch. Get all merched up. I know Christmas just happened, but hopefully you've had a payday by now, right? I know rent was just a few days ago, so maybe everybody's still broke. Who knows? Maybe you got a birthday coming up. (laughs) Hey, 
That's, I don't know. Somebody does. Somebody, somebody does. does. Who knows? Who knows? Know. We'll, we'll figure out that, that is, person. But... We'll figure it out. But yeah. all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. And make sure you guys go follow us on social media at the underscore lowdown on TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Drop those follows. We'll catch you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate y'all showing out in the chat today. All the viewers coming in, hanging out. Shout out, Icy. Uh, it's been another great show. And, Absolutely. Uh, it's a great start to 2023. Looking it forward to many start. more episodes. And as soon as we can get in rhythm, it's been a while since we had a guest. Yeah. They just swing one in here again. Absolutely. See you next, next week. Till next time. Peace.